Hello everyone, this is Levi Gelb from the Chassidish Parsha, and you're listening to the new podcast, Chassidus, which is an explanation in English of Sefer HaMaymarim Tafrish Samaches from the Rebbe Rashab, each episode containing an explanation of one page from that Sefer with the goal to finish the entire Sefer. And at the beginning of every episode, we'll also have a synopsis of the previous episode. You'll also notice in the description for that day's episode, there'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Short synopsis of the previous episode, Amud Chaf Aleph, page 21. We said that a mashpia, the, the one who gives over something, is always receiving. He's always he's giving away from what he already received. And he's not an independent, he's not a self-sufficient, intrinsic entity. <clears throat> he's only getting from what he received. So therefore, it's possible to be by him a adding or a subtracting. He can gain or he can lack from this, from his giving. He gets more insight to the concept or he lacks by having to lower himself down to the student's level. However, by uh, light and the luminary, the source of light, the luminary is a essential, uh, self-sufficient, intrinsic entity, and the light comes from it in an automatic way, not in a way it has to be involved in the involved and enmeshed and, and invested in giving over the light, and it, therefore it doesn't it doesn't gain anything from giving the light and doesn't lack anything from the fact that the light was given or wasn't given. So when we're talking about a shefa. Their um, shefa is cause, always causes a change in the person giving the shefa, the mashpia, and also he's affected by it. The fact that he has to lower himself down to uh, from from receiving the intellect, for, as an example, in the example of the of the teacher or the student, is to lower himself from the idea of receiving to giving, and he so he has to both uh, limit himself and also limit the the concept within his mind which he's going to be giving, and he also has to think within that limited concept that he's going to give over, how is he going to give over? How is he going to explain it in the way that the student should understand it? And that's why there's a difference between a good teacher or a bad teacher. A good teacher is always thinking about new new ways to explain new concepts, new analogies, new ways to explain it to the, to the student, and the opposite the bad teacher. So <clears throat> this is all a change and a, and a effect in the mashpia. The mashpia is very bothered, very busy, taken over by giving over the concept, by being mashpia, whatever he's giving over. And he's bothered by it, and it doesn't happen automatically. And he's also bothered by how he's going to give it over. But in the case of light, it's not. It doesn't affect any change in the source of light. Like in the in the, in the example of the the sun, the ray the ray that goes from the sun doesn't it doesn't matter to the sun at all if the sh- if the sun shines or not. If there's if there's clouds, it doesn't change the sun, or it doesn't take away from the sun. And if it does shine, it doesn't it doesn't um, take it doesn't add anything to the sun. And the, the the shining of the light from the sun is an automatic and not through the, the fact that the sun has not in the way that the sun has to sort of say put itself in a state of shining. It doesn't, it's not changed by 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 its shining. It's an automatic thing, and it's not bothered by it's not taken over by the idea of shining. <coughs> and the so the, when you're talking about light, the light doesn't make any change within the source of light, and it doesn't make any effect within the source of light. And change in the sense it doesn't add to it, and, or just subtract from it, and it doesn't affect it in the sense it doesn't have to be bothered and put itself in a mode of shining, 
Whereas, um, and that's all because, what's the reason for that? Because light is only ha'odalavad, it's only an external ray from the, and nothing compared to the, the essence, the sun itself, and therefore, and therefore it doesn't, the sun is not taken over by, it doesn't change by that external ray. Whereas in the sense of shefa, when you're giving over shefa, you're giving over a real, some, something, a real substance, like water, it's a, the flowing of water, is called shifas mayim, because the actual water is, is flowing. And any chef, you're giving over something a real substance, something a real has essence to it. But the but whereas light is totally is no essence, not a real substance. It's just an external ray from the orb of the sun. Therefore, it doesn't bring about any change or effect within the within the source of the light. However, even though the light is only an external ray, which has no comparison to the essence of the sun, nevertheless, it's very similar to the essence to the source of the light. And that's only by only by light and not by shefa. Shefa is not compared to the essence. Like example of the mundane talk of the Torah scholars, even though you have to learn from it because it has something intellectual in it, but nevertheless it's nothing compared to his essential intellect, how it is in itself. And that's in all all um, giving over of intellects, of an intellectual concepts. That the whatever he, the, the the teacher or the person gave over um, compared to how it is within his mind, the concept how it is in his mind is in a lot higher level, and all the more so that his his intellect is, is, is it totally su- surpasses the idea of this low level intellect which he transferred to the to the other person to the student. Starting on the top of page Chavbe's three lines from the top. So we're saying that that oh your light. Even though it's just a ray, an external ray compared to the luminary, the source of the light, nevertheless it's similar to the source. Whereas Shefa is totally different from the source. And explained that the, that's what the idea of the mundane talk of the Torah scholars, even though it needs to be learned, there can be a lot to be learned from it because it's intellectual, but um, nevertheless it's nothing compared to the source, to the actual intellect of the Torah scholar. And any time anytime you give over a Seichel, and the the that seichel the intellectual concept which you give over is nothing compared to how it was within your own brain, and all the more so compared to the actual uh, sub high level brain of the person of the teacher who's giving over that concept on a lot higher level. Like we explained before, the bashpot that when we're talking about shefa, there has to be kleis yoyetzis kidneys that give advice, which means Then you have to always have, have uh, sort of say, give yourself advice. Think about specifically how you're going to give this concept over to the student, not to give him the the intellectual concept how you understand it in your own mind. It's on too too high of a level for the student to get it. So. If it wasn't so, if you didn't have to give the the intellect over in a lower level, you wouldn't need specific advice and counsel, and you know, wouldn't have to really deliberate how you give over this intellect to the student. So the fact that you deliberate how you're going to give it over shows that you're giving it. You're you're totally changing the shefa. You're totally changing the intellectual concept how it is by you. Being that you need to change the intellectual concept how it is in your own brain and bring it to a lot higher level. Or you need to enclose the idea. Meaning, even though if you're not going to change it, you need to at least enclose the idea in in concepts and and such concepts that you won't see the true light of the intellect, how it is in your brain, meaning you need to put it into analogies and explanations 
and you need to enclose it into those type of different analogies that will hide the essential light of this intellect, how it shines within your mind, and therefore the student will be able to grasp it. So either you need to change the idea, to change the whole intellectual concept into a lot higher, a lot lower level to dilute it, or you need to clothe that concept, how you understand it in your mind, in analogies that are applicable to the mind, mind of the student. And similar things in, in matters that in such a way they'll be able to be received by the student. You have to, whatever you need to do, you need to change it, you need to enclose it into different ideas and concepts and analogies and stories that the student will be able to receive it. Either way, you look at it, the, the shafa, the intellectual concept that you're giving over is going to change from how it is in your own brain. So we see that shefa is is not is not similar to the source how it is the, the, the intellectual concept is not similar to how it is in your brain, and in every any time you're giving over a shefa of something a shpa a flow of something it's going to change it's not going to be similar. Now even we're going to take it even a step further even when we're talking about an essential type of hashpa which is a lot deeper a lot higher level you're giving over from your own essence which you would think if you're giving over your own essence that. That which you give over is also going to be like similar to the own your to your essence, but even in that type of hashpa of giving over of essential hashpa, it's possible that the shefa that the flow which you're giving over will not be comparable to the one who's giving over that flow to the mashpia. Like so, the the famous example of hashpa atzmius is a person giving over for to the birth of his child when he gives gives over his seed. So that is giving over from his own essence within that seed is creating the child. So even though in general a person gives birth to a child which is similar to him, nevertheless we see that there is a difference, that the child can be totally different from the, the father who gives over that essential, that essential hashba, that essential flow from him, from his own essence. Like it says in the sages say, why are the sages, why are the the, the the children of the Torah sages not do not why don't they turn out to be Torah sages? So we see that it, it's possible to be that the children of the Torah sages will end up being simple simple people, not Torah sages. So that shows you even though that there's a you're talking about a atzmis, an essential giving over of one's own essence, nevertheless, it still is not comparable to the source of that hashba. And that's why that the child ends up being, the child who has from the essence of the father ends up being in a whole different level than the father. He's not a Torah scholar like the father. Even though the Gemara over there says a reason why the students, why the children of Talmud scholars are not, do not become also Talmud scholars. It says in different reasons, one of them being in order that people shouldn't say that the Torah is a inheritance, that you don't need to learn it, it's just automatically passed on. So, which implies that if it wasn't for these those reasons brought in the Gemara, that they were, their children would continue being exactly like them. And that which that would be a contradiction to what we're saying until now, that even a is not similar to the Mashpiyah. And the reason why the the Torah um, does continue on from generation to generation, even without those reasons, is because it says in another Gemara 
that once the Torah is in your family for three generations, it stays there. It says the that basically the Torah stays always within the family. Um, but if it wasn't for all these things, if it wasn't for the fact that the Torah always stays in the family, uh, once it's there for three generations, if it wasn't for all these reasons, um, it could be that their their children would not be similar to them. Even though we're talking about Hashba'atzmi's essential flow, giving over from the essence of the father to the essence of the son, and still the son is not would not be comparable to the father, similar to the father. We see that similarly this applies to other to other people. The same thing happens. People that aren't Talmud Talmud scholars. We see that their children are not totally similar to them. In the parentheses of Mashim and the fact that uh, he that 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 his he gives birth to the child which is similar to him, we know that there's a there's a general rule that a person gives birth to something which is similar to him. So what is it? What does that mean then? If we just said that even uh, we see people that their children are not similar to them, it's he gives birth to a person that's similar to him in his intellect and his emotions. But it could be that they're not going to look or act or think the same. They might have similar capabilities in their emotions and their in their intellects. But they're still not going to be totally similar in the way they look, in the way they act, in the way they think. There will be differences. However, with light, it's always going to be similar to the source of the light, to the luminary, like the light, the ray from the sun. It's similar to the shininess of the sun itself. And with regards to the moon, the light that shines from the moon is going to be similar to the light of the moon itself. Also, the light of a candle is going to be similar to the candle itself, the flame of the candle. Similarly, with the, the energy, the, the light of the soul that extends from the soul itself, that the light of the soul is going to be similar in its properties to the soul itself, because we always there's a there's a general rule that light is similar to the to the source of light, and that's the totally opposite case when it comes to shefa. Shefa is always different from the mashpia, from the source of the of the flow of the influx. and that's because the 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 is something which comes. The light goes out automatically without any need for preparation to make the light shine. It's automatic. Whereas the shefa always has to be prepared and has to be changed to fit the the person that you're giving it over to. Whereas in the ur, there's no care about the receiver. That's what we see. That light never changes. That wherever, wherever it shines, it's always shining in the same way. Whereas it's not the case when it regards to shefa, shefa always changes according to the according to the level of the kli which you're trying to give over the shefa to, uh, according to the according to the nature of the vessel which these this shefa is going to enclose into. So too the shefa changes according to that. Just like when the just the actual being drawn out from its source from the mashpia it changes it changes from how it is in its source it's not comparable to the source at all like we said in the case of the mundane talk of the talmud scholars or in any giving over an intellectual concept it always changes 
how it is in its source, the intellectual concept, how it is in the source and the mind of the person giving it over. Um, and similarly, also the 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 actual influx, the actual thing which you're giving over, is also also changes according to the nature of the vessel which which it's going to enclose into. Not just that it's different from its source, but it's also different because of the receiver of that shefa. It's going to change according to that. Um, according to the vessel, is going to fit itself according to that vessel. Like going back to the analogy of when you're giving over intellectual concept, so when you when uh, by the receiver of the shefa, the receiver of the intellectual concept, um, um, the shefa changes according to his according to the specific qualities and traits and characteristics of the student who is receiving that intellectual concept. So however, whatever level his intellect is on, however developed it is or mature it is or not mature it is, will be the way that he reacts and receives that intellectual concept in his mind. So not only is the shefa different, how it is from the mind of the teacher to how he gives to how the teacher now gives over that intellectual concept in a lot lower level and with a lot more concealment within analogies or stories or whatever, but also according to the receiver of that intellectual concept, every student will receive it in a different way. So it's changing. Uh, even though it's the exactly the same intellectual concept, how it's coming from the teacher, nevertheless, it's received within the mind of the student in a different way, according to the nature of his intellect. And similarly, with when, when in the case of hashpa, the influx or flow, when in, in a physical sense, not just in the spiritual idea of giving over intellectual concept, like we said, like we mentioned before, when uh, the flow of water, the water changes according to the way of the earth and the ground that from it is going out and upon which it is also being drawn down. So however much, whatever the nature of the ground, of the dirt is that the water is flowing, so too the water will change according to that. Just like we see that there is nice water and there's gross water. Uh, and everything is according to the type of earth, the type of ground which the water is flowing on. Even though the change that's happening in the water isn't within their very the very essence of the water. Even nasty water, it's possible to to get out all the the sediment from it. It's possible to um, through the process of uh, refining it and filtering the water, you can get it back to its pristine state. Nevertheless, they receive change. They're able to be changed, the water. So because, that's because, again, because they're, they're shefa, because the actual thing is being, it's a it's an actual substance which is being given over the water, and therefore the water is changing. It never stays the same as how it was by its source. Another trait which is different within Shefa as opposed to Uyr, as opposed to light, is that within Shefa, it has to be the vessel, the Kli, which is, which is receiving this Shefa, has to be prepared for receiving that. That it should be able to receive this Shefa. Like in the analogy of giving over intellectual concepts, this intellectual concept which you're giving over will not be received. It will not be will not be received 
will only be received by somebody who has intellect himself and is able, his intellect is developed enough that he's able to receive this and understand and absorb this intellectual concept. And according to the, the specific nature and way of the receiver of the student, so too you have to fit the chef according to his mind, the, the, stu- the teacher has to fit it according to his mind, and also the way that the student receives it, each student will receive that chef on a different way, according to the specific vessel and the, the specific nature of his intellect, of his brain. Which is not the case with light. Light shines in every place equally. There's no difference between the light and the the ray of the sun, which illuminates, which shines within the uh, palace, a great palace, or the chamber of the king, just a, uh, a very high, a special place. Or how it shines within the within the trash. The same, it, it shines within these two totally different places in the same exact way. There's no change also within the light. The light doesn't change depending on where it shines. Light is stay, it stays pure and clean, and, and when it shines on the on trash, just the way it stays pure and clean and refined when it shines on water. Um, this is what's written in that Sefer Kadakemach. In the parentheses, similarly, this is the true above in spiritual terms. That the light of Hashem, so Hashem fills, it says, Hashem, the heavens and the earth I fill. Hashem fills. This is referring to the essence of Hashem, the infinite, unlimited energy of Hashem, which is called Seviv Kolam, energy which surrounds the worlds, encompasses the worlds, because it's so sublime, it cannot be felt within them, it cannot be enclosed in an internal way and sense within the worlds. This infinite energy of Hashem shines, so to say, equally in all places, in the higher worlds, lower worlds, the, no, uh, doesn't matter what type of vessel it's shining in, it's equal in all places. Even though it's clearly sensed and clearly seen with a person's eye that there are places in the world which are not clean, which are not pure, nevertheless, Hashem, in, his, in Hashem, in the infinite energy of Hashem, the unlimited energy of Hashem, is found equally in every place. And at the same time, even though he's found in all these different places, it doesn't bring about any change within Hashem himself, because, like we said before, light is only a ha'odah it's only an external, very contracted ray that is nothing compared to the essence, the source of the light. Therefore, whatever happens in the light, the external extension of the light has no effect in the source of the light. Whereas shefa, since it's the actual thing, an actual substance, the same thing, which is given, you're, the, you're giving over something which has real substance, and you're being totally involved in that giving over, like we said, the person's totaled, he's busy within it, he's really nitfas in it, he's grasped, he's grabbed in it, he's totally invested in what he's giving over, and therefore it will change, the actual mashpia is changed according to the intellectual content or whatever he's giving over, like we said, that he's, um, he, got, he gains insight into the concept when he gives it over or he just gets more excited about the concept. That's because he's giving over something of real substance. Whereas in light, it's just not. It's really just an external ray which has no importance whatsoever compared to the source. Therefore, it doesn't create any change within the source. See there in the parentheses in the bottom of the page. 
This is all because, um, so we said before the parentheses that the light doesn't change depending on where it shines. It's the same light which shines within the cleanest places or in the dirty places and the unclean places. That's because the light and the ray of the sun, of the sun is totally similar to the sun itself. Therefore, since it's similar to the sun, it's the light also remains remains totally removed um, from the thing which it's shining on. It doesn't enclose in an internal way, become felt, and become it doesn't become revealed in and felt and sensed within the thing which is shining. It doesn't become totally grasped by that thing. And it's not in totally. It's not in the same realm that it should change because of its shining in the trash. That the bad scent of the trash or the dirt of the trash should start to stick, so to say, to the to the light. The the place which where the light shining doesn't matter at all. Because the light is totally similar to the source of light, to the luminary. And just like the luminary is totally removed and totally uncomparable to everything to it's totally so much higher than everything else. The sun is so above everything. Therefore, also the the light which comes out of it will also have that same feeling. It will be totally moved will be removed from everything which it shines upon. It won't it won't be absorbed in it and internalized by whatever it shines upon, therefore it won't be changed by whatever it um, shines into. Stopping at the top of H. Chav Gimel, three lines from the top of the end of the line. Thank you everybody for listening to the new podcast, Chassidus. This is Levi Gelb. And if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chassidisonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Maimur Mavur explanation on a Maimur from Teirer Lukute Teirah almost every week. And there you'll also find a, an archive for all our other, our older Maimarim that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Tevim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better. And you can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email, email me at rabbigelb at gmail. And we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of every of that episode. Thank you very much.